Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm Terry Barr, your host, and happy to be here with you. Now, are you trying to find some different ways, maybe some new options to save more money? I think all of us are. Hands up. Yep, me too. (laughs) There is an old option. And this is a pretty cool idea, and it's starting to make a pretty decent comeback. And here to talk with us about it today is Chanel Bissette. And Chanel is a personal finance expert with NerdWallet. Chanel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Terry. Absolutely. Okay, we, we didn't really give away what this topic is, but we're talking about saving circles. Or I've seen it described as maybe a money pool. What is this? So a saving circle or a money pool is this idea of a group of people coming together, um, typically a group of uh, family members or maybe close friends who are trying to pool their financial resources together to be able to help each other out in a way that is um, a a lot more personal and a lot less constrained by traditional financial standards. So people are able to contribute to these funds together and then work together to uh, either purchase things on mass, like as a group or individually being able to give the money to people within the group to meet their financial goals. I love this idea. I know I mentioned it's, it's kind of been around for a while, but why do you think it's making a comeback now? And and is it because maybe technology is helping? Yeah. Technology is probably a huge component. It's a lot easier these days to send money long distances. So you could potentially pull together funds from people all around the world Um, or across the country and being able to send money really easily and efficiently and safely. And then uh, beyond that, it could be that a lot of people are kind of disenfranchised by the financial system that exists. Maybe they don't have a great credit score or maybe just the process of getting a loan through a bank is a little too, um, too challenging, maybe too slow. So being able to work with your friends, family, or colleagues, um, whatever kind of trusted group you're working with to have this money pool or saving circle that makes it a lot easier for people to get those funds. Okay. Well, and I know interest rates on your typical savings accounts, not terrific right now. So, you know, this could be a great option for people for all those reasons you just mentioned. So here's some tips now. How do you get started? Do you need to, I'm going to assume, include people in this that you trust? Absolutely. So something that is a huge disclaimer to this kind of system is that it can be rife with pyramid scheme, you know, types of folks who maybe reach out to you over social media and say, hey, um, we can give you a thousand dollars this month as long as you contribute X amount of money over the coming months. Um, and then they take the money and run. So it could sound like a really good idea, but end up being something that really costs you. So yes, the number one rule for a system like this is to make sure you're only working with people that you trust. So close friends, close family members, um, perhaps if you're working on a community-based project with uh, people in your neighborhood or your city, making sure that everyone is accountable, everyone is uh, you know, contributing the same amount, um, just making sure that there is some kind of system in place to make sure everyone is contributing to the amount they should be and that people who are getting the funds are using them appropriately. Okay. Wow. How do you determine then that amount um, and maybe even the frequency of what everybody has to deposit? The nice thing is that you get to set your own rules. Um, say you're say you're a group of girlfriends and you're working towards a money pool on a group trip that you want to take next year. Um, so say you have 12 months to plan this out and it's going to cost, you know, 
the a certain amount of money that you've all determined together. You can split that up over the course of maybe a monthly payment. So everyone pays a small amount over those 12 months. At the end of that time period, everyone has the money pooled and you can just purchase the vacation together. Uh, so something like that could be really useful. Or you could even do something like amongst family members where uh, maybe $100 a month per, per person. And then if you really need money to say, put a down payment on a car, you can put it to the group, ask them if they'd be willing to share part of the money pool to go towards something like that for you. And you could even set it up to be like a loan system where, you know, the person pays back into the pool with interest, but maybe that interest is less than they would have to pay with the bank. Oh my gosh. So it's really choose your own adventure, create your own system. And how often do you actually get to do something like this where it works for you and you get to set it up? Oh my gosh. What about the withdrawals? Does there have to sort of be a rule that goes along with that part too? I would imagine so, just depending on what the group decides. Uh, you know, maybe you want to do it on a monthly basis where to go back to my previous example, say um, say a group is doing $100 per month and there are 12 people in the group. That means there's going to be $1,200 every month uh, that's accessible in the in the money pool. So maybe you rotate who gets that $1,200 every month. And, you know, technically as a person by yourself, you could save up $100 a month. Then at the end of the year, you would have that $1,200 for yourself. But in a system like this, you're able to have access to it much more quickly, as long as you're willing to contribute throughout the rest of the year as well to the other folks who are rotating through. Okay. So working together as your uh, saving circle or your money pool, how do you decide who tracks it? Or uh, you know, how do you best make this work for everybody? Um, ideally, a very organized person, someone very <laughs> trustworthy, uh, kind of the treasurer of the group, um, maybe someone really good with spreadsheets. Um, or, you know, if you want to kind of make it like a, a mini council amongst yourselves where you get to, you know, determine and, and, and debate like what money should go towards or like who should get it first, that kind of thing. Um, it's just, it's going to require a group that has a really strong dynamic and not a lot of drama, <laughs> just people who are really um, open and honest and willing to uh, compromise on, you know, on their needs and, um, and what they're willing to contribute. So really you just want responsible people who are keeping tabs. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you see this working? Oh, can I see it working in general? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, like you mentioned and alluded to earlier, this is a system that has been going on in so many communities around the world since probably generations, if you know, yeah. if not centuries, um, because, you know, there hasn't always been banks available. It's been more just, you know, you're on your own to, to fend for yourself and to, to purchase your own goods and you know, but there are a lot of really great applications for it. And uh, if you don't have access to a bank, this can be a really great option to get seed money for things that you need. Okay. So bottom line, uh, we've given some rules and tips and ideas, and now the person listening, you may want to do this. What's the bottom line? It's something to consider outside of the regular traditional financial systems that we have in place, because this is a much more like community collaborative, um, you know, very like group oriented activity. And that's not for everybody. You don't have to do it, but it is a great option if you're trying to fund something as a group, or if you as an individual um, maybe need influxes of cash here and there, and uh, you, you want to work with people that you're close to, to make that happen. Um, so if there's like, there are also some situations where say you live in a, in a private neighborhood that uh, doesn't have paved roads, but you know, and, and you don't get government funding for those paved roads. If you want to like pull your resources together, kind of like an informal HOA even, or like oh, an yeah. policy, bringing that all together as a group and, you know, paying into this money pool together so that you can all get something that you want or need can also be a really effective way to kind of work around our traditional systems. Oh, love it. 
Chanel Bessette, um, personal finance expert with Nerd Wallet. And, you know, I want to invite people, if you've heard this podcast now and you have questions, don't be afraid to reach out and ask your questions. I can always get back with uh, Chanel and uh, pass those questions on to you. I hope that's okay, Chanel. Yes, of course. Oh, I would, I would love to hear what people think about this old idea becoming new again. Chanel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Terry. I'm Terry Barr, and this is your Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. Have a great day.